Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So at 11, Ryan Abraham is a USC football insider. Um, he was there this year for Caleb Williams. He was there this year for uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, he'll join us at 11. Sam Fortier wrote a piece on Kingsbury a few years ago. He's going to join us at 11.35. Randy Mueller, um, former NFL GM for many years, will be our guest at 12.35. Ben's joining us a little bit earlier today uh, because – I wanted him on earlier because Ben and Diana just wrote a lengthy piece. Um, as I've told you many times before, it really does make sense, and it's so worth it to be a subscriber to The Athletic. I am, and you get really good stories, really well-researched stories like Ben and Diana wrote this morning on how the commanders landed Dan Quinn amid twists, turns, and outrageous actions. Um, look, the conversation back and forth over the weekend between Ben Johnson's agent probably going through Jenna Lane and the Garofalo stuff from last week. At this point, who cares, really? I think it's a bullet dodged. Um, I don't think this guy's a head coach right now uh, and didn't want to be a head coach right now. Um, and by the way, I don't even think it's a bullet dodged. I don't think that they would have actually, after, if they had sat down with him, would have actually made a formal offer 
to him. Uh, but anyway, we've got Quinn. We've got Kingsbury. We've got Joe Witt Jr. We've got Adam Peters. Four big hires. We've been wondering, discussing, waiting, and now they're all apparently in-house, and Quinn will be announced and will hold his first introductory press conference today at 2.30. Again, you will hear it live here on the Team 980. Ben's with us, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Before we get to Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr., just sum up for everybody that has not read the story that you and Diana wrote, um, just the twists and turns of the last month as Washington settled in on Dan Quinn. Yeah, you know, look, obviously the Ben Johnson uh, rumor was the one that was the predominant one for a month. And, you know, I obviously we've talked about uh, previously about, you know, some skepticism I was having and, you know, and other things that were out there or whatever. I think what was interesting about it is that, you know, whether it's because we always kind of assume at times that a lot of these search processes are sort of, perfunctory like the team kind of knows what's going to happen and therefore it's not like some big surprise at the end and when ben johnson kept getting mentioned as the guy i think clearly that's what everybody thought was happening and not to mention he was being set up as the next sean mcveigh or what have you but i really think that the commanders were went in the commanders held a search process for the reasons you hold a search process because you don't always know yeah um, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic, right? You, you, you don't even always know these people, you know, the tape, you know, their reputation, um, but you don't know them. So you, ha- you have the meetings to, to do that. Um, and what, you know, as the, obviously the end of Ben Johnson saying, Hey, I'm uh, bouncing the way that he did it makes for a clear sign that this guy, um, isn't somebody they should probably be getting into bed with. But you don't know that necessarily a month out. And they, you know, I, from what I can tell and I believe, like, they weren't wedded to one person. They were open to a few people, which is reasonable. Like, it isn't, you know, in the year that LeBron was the first pick, Carmelo went third and Dwayne Wade went fifth. Like, some years there are a lot of guys who, you know, <laughs> you you would like. And I think they really liked. The, the their you know their top choices obviously uh, ben, uh, Mike McDonald was one, Dan Quinn another, and you know it was a it was an interesting journey for them to figure out what to do and maybe they didn't get the quote unquote first one but it doesn't mean and I hate to say I'm so hokey here but it doesn't mean that they didn't get the right one and it's it, it really is also just for me like it was a, such an interesting look at like what. <laughs> How how perception and reality are just not always the same thing. That how media reports can get out there and to really try to shape the narrative of of you know what somebody is trying to pitch, and you got to figure out as the consumer you know what makes sense, what doesn't, and you know look the the, the perception clearly on some level is they they got the less sexy hire of the of the options, but again like they they liked Dan Quinn. This wasn't like oh well crap that you know they're, they're you know they're out of uh chicken parm at, at the restaurant now i gotta get something else like this is what you know they, they were cool with this and uh yeah it was really interesting just to you know to, to hear from different people the perspective of 
of kind of all that went down um, across the board and how the commanders handled it and how others handled it as well. Yeah, it's really, um, I think you guys wrote about it so well in that, you know, there were no, there were, there was nobody in the organization necessarily leaking anything to national people. Um, and I was with a, a, a friend of, of ours. I know you know Joe House really well. And I was with him yesterday for, for several hours. I love Joe. He's one of the best. And he said to me, he said, I'm just disappointed. They got their fifth or sixth choice. I'm like, no, that's what you think happened, but that's not true. And he's like, well, then they didn't handle the messaging properly. And that's where that, that's the next thing I want to ask you. Do you really think it matters that they perhaps didn't respond to the Ben Johnson is their top target and that's who they want? And we got Adam Peters and we're going to get Ben Johnson. Was it important in your view for them to you know, somehow get the message out there that that wasn't true? Well, I don't know that it was important. I just think, though, that, it, you know, and I wrote this in the story, that it is the, – the reality is because they were keeping such a tight uh, lock on their proceedings, on their thoughts, that there wasn't anything really getting out there. But we live in a society where we have pages to fill and, uh, you know, radio time to talk about stuff, right? So everything is going to get – analyze and focus on regardless of what you what you're doing or not so filling the only thing that was sort of filling the void with this notion that ben johnson was the answer so because they didn't put anything out like you said until very at the very end to say hey he may you know it's not a it's not a done deal it's not a lock that um things did good things did go wild so i don't know that they should have but the result of them not doing it kind of played out the way to play that, which again, it's yeah. hard for me to sit there and blame them for that, but it is to say, you know, if they had come out, who knows, a week or two earlier and said, hey, you know, this isn't, and I mean, like, you know, off the record kind of way, hey, where, where is this an open process? Um, but, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, I think sometimes people can say the honest truth. Like, so if you go back and look at what Adam Peters said at his original press conference, he said, we're not going to put a box on a big offense or defense. We're looking for the right leader or whatever. And that can easily sound like complete, you know, cliche, like Scott McLuhan saying, I just want football players, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it, <laughs> then you look at where they landed. And, I, again, I understand that they were looking at other people. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't think they had to do anything. I just think that yeah. they kind of got screwed because they were so disciplined by not saying anything. Yeah, and there was also a, a bit of an expectation built by the rapid hiring of the top available general manager candidate on the market. So that kind of set the table for an expectation that they would move rapidly and nail down the top you know, offensive coordinator, offensive mind that was available. But that process was just different. And as you said, and I know um, because I've been talking about it here for nearly three weeks now, Ben Quinn was always uh, impressive to them and always uh, on that list of potential head coaches. Um, and by the way, as it relates to messaging, I don't care that they, you know, they, for them, you know, there will be people because they're just stubborn that will believe that Dan Quinn was the seventh, you know, guy of the seven people and they had to settle for him. Um, but I don't think they should care at all 
about that uh, reaction. It'd be nice to have people in the building for the first time that actually don't have big ears and are uh, you know aren't sensitive to all of that. All right, so we move on. Um, the offensive coordinator search. Tell us what you know about that and how they landed on Kingsbury. Yeah, I, I uh, need to do need to learn a little bit more here. Um, you know, when the rate was it uh, Friday when the Raiders, I guess, and, and uh, Kingsbury supposedly had agreed to you know to a deal, nothing signed, but they had you know, come to some sort of agreement. Then the next day, he uh, drops out and, and isn't doing it. Like immediately, it became, hey, keep an eye on Washington here. So I don't know if, you know, there was a jumping of the gun with the Raiders part. He got cold feet. Washington came back with a bigger offer or something he just found more attractive. Not quite sure what happened there. But, yeah, obviously they switched up. And this goes back to the to the whole Ben Johnson thing. The, if the whole point of getting Ben Johnson was you wanted somebody to help, um, you know, develop this quarterback that they're likely to get with the number two pick. Well, they did that with Kingsbury. Now, I'm not saying he's the best option, and there's definitely a lot of questions about his coaching resume uh, over the years. But, you know, th- this is what he is known for. He was Patrick Mahomes' college coach. He was with coaching Caleb Williams this past year at USC, or at least being one of the coaches uh, helping him. You know, Kyler Murray's had an up-and-down career, but, you know, the Cardinals had way more success uh offensively with, with Murray than they had in previous years and Kingsbury was there. So, you know, they at a minimum got a guy who, you know, this is exactly why we you know the, the type of coach that you want when you're going to probably draft the quarterback at number two, or, you know, in, in the chance that Sam Howell, he's still he's such a young guy. So uh, yeah, I, I you know, it, as a package deal, it makes sense. And actually, you know, when they didn't, when, when McDonald was announced, as the Seattle coach on Wednesday and then Washington waited a bit until the next day. My, my thought was like, I wonder if they're trying to round up their coordinators. Like they know it's going to be Quinn and they're trying to round up their coordinator so that they can make a package announcement kind of sort of like all at once. So it's not just, Oh, here's Dan Quinn. It's here's Dan Quinn, but also these guys. So it's like, Oh, okay. Like it's, it's, it's more substantial than just this guy who, you know, again, as we said before, people maybe felt a little bit let down because it wasn't the, the name that was being mentioned. Well, I don't know that Kingsbury's so. a name that's going to thrill everybody. I mean, <laughs> well, but yeah, again, I, mean, I don't think that, they should care. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, you know, ultimately, he may not be, but you know, and and I do, you know, again, I do understand the questions, but you know, just in terms of like, hey, this isn't, you know, I know we did, we, we hired a defensive head coach, but look, it's not like we're going to ignore the offensive coordinator position or the or, or who's, who's going to teach the quarterback. We got this guy, you know, you could look at his record and make determinations for yourself, but you know, he, he's a, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a guy who's, who's got, you know, look, he keeps getting hired. I You know, so like at some yeah, point, of course people, gotta, people gotta think him, he's, you know, why he keep, yeah, he, People like Cliff Kingsbury and like his mind, his offensive mind. But you, you've said something here, and we're talking to Ben Standing, of course, that just worries me a little bit. Um, it doesn't worry me. Nothing worries me right now, right? But, but, but you said something that would indicate that the the search committee hired the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator versus Dan Quinn hiring his offensive coordinator. 
no, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, the impression that I got was that this would be a Dan Quinn. He would he would be the one picking the staff. I mean, obviously, you know, just like with anything, you, you know, there's checks and balances along the way. But yeah, no, my, my impression was that this was going to be ultimately Dan Quinn's choices uh, along the way. I mean, obviously, the defensive coordinator that's an obvious one. You know, Witt has been with him both in Atlanta and Dallas, so they clearly have a relationship. So that makes sense. I don't know the relationship with uh, with Kingsbury. Uh, he did way back in 2003. He and Peters were both in the New England organization. So I, I, I yeah, 20 years right. ago, I don't know if that matters. But um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, look, obviously he, um, yeah, this was more of a Quinn hire than it was uh, when uh, you know the then say. I don't think Peters had like carte blanche to go hire Quinn. That was what the search committee existed. I think he had a big voice, obviously. But this one, you know, the coach has got to be able to figure out who he wants. So right. I, I'm under the impression. But I'm just saying at the same time, they wanted to, from a, from a rollout perspective, see if they could, you know, get their ducks in a row so that everything could come out almost simultaneously. Yeah, just so everybody knows, too, Kingsbury um, interviewed multiple times for OC jobs. Raiders, Bears, I may be forgetting one at this point. He did get reportedly a three-year deal. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. But how unusual is it for a coordinator to get a three-year deal? Um, I don't know that it's that unusual. I mean, uh, typically a lot of these contracts have um, sort of like when we, t- we look at like team option, player options uh, for, for, for player contracts, like to have these rollovers so the team can just kind of keep rolling it over. So, I mean, I heard three years um, as well. The, um, but, you know, like, like a lot of the details, you know, I don't know the exactly. Is it, is it two years with an option? Thus making it three, or you know, I don't know the that, that, that I don't think it's that crazy. You know, he still had multiple years left on the deal that he signed with the Cardinals in March of 2022, less than two years ago. He signed a six-year extension in Arizona through 2027. You know, they were thrilled enough that they went to the postseason in 2021, no matter how bad that playoff loss was to the Rams, to give him a six-year extension. So I don't know how much of that will be kind of an offset with what the Cardinals are paying, you know? I don't know if he can yeah, collect no. his full contract with the Cardinals while also collecting an OC contract in Washington. Right. I don't know the 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 the, the, uh, the salary uh, along those lines. But by the way, I, like, you know, Biennemi got a two-year deal to come here. But, I, like, to me, that, that two-year deal kind of seemed like, look, we, we all may be in trouble after one year. So we'll give you the two just to make it, you know, in case everybody gets blown out. But, you know, a two-year deal, um, you know, kind of it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, people may have noticed I have not really mentioned Eric Bieniemy. If you guys, when we take calls, want to want to ask about Bieniemy, we've been saying to you for a long time now that he's not going to be a head coach. He's not going to be an offensive coordinator here. Um, and yet there's still people – 
um, that, uh, that that believe that that was that somehow he was wronged. Just I'd remind everybody he was lucky. Washington did him a favor by hiring him last year because nobody else in the league wanted him a year ago. A lot of you killed me for that during the off season. Nobody wanted him a year ago. And apparently nobody wants him right now. Although I did read that he did he interview for a, a job um, recently. Was it the Raiders job that Getsy just got? I don't know. Um, wishing the best though. Uh, what are we going to learn today during the press conference? Uh, other than Dan Quinn, will he? Will they formally announce the Kingsbury, the Joe Witt Jr.? Will we learn that Eric Bieniemy's um, and some of the staff members have been let go? What do you think happens today? Yeah. Um, well, so they've already announced Kingsbury and Witt, right? Yeah. That that much is is done. I don't know if they will be there or not. I do recall Del Rio, um, you know, was there when Ron was introduced. So, um, you know, it's certainly possible. Um, I think this conference, you know, I think now that you've got Quinn and Peters along with Harris all together, I think this is going to be a more in-depth press conference than the one that we've had so far with Harris and, and Peters, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of things to, to, to wonder, you know, I mean, how did you land on, you know, for Peters and Harris, how did you land on Quinn for Quinn? How did you decide on Kingsbury? Is, is Quinn going to be the play caller? Um, you know, the, uh, all these types of, I hope uh, he is, I hope he is the play caller. I hope he doesn't move away from what he's done best. Um, he did it for basically half the time, I think, in Atlanta. The other half the time he delegated it. But I think he felt better doing it. I guess that's one of the questions for today. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I started to think about over the last 48 hours or so when we were discussing, like, who might be the offensive coordinator. And, you know, to me, I, I, having somebody who – has been a head coach, has run an offense, you know, not, as opposed to like promoting like a Clint Kubiak. Well, I guess he's actually been an OC, but you know, beyond promoting somebody who has not done it before, that this might be the better way, allowing Quinn to focus on both the defense, but also the head coaching responsibilities um, overall, you know. So I, I, uh, I think, you know, from that perspective, it makes sense. I mean, that's why, you know, when Chip Kelly was being mentioned, that you know it sort of would have been the same type of uh, type of deal as well. So, but yeah, I mean, this is like when you have when you hire a coordinator to be the coach, it is always seems weird like to then that person not continue to do the job that you were liking about them in the first place. Right. Um, you know, yep. I mean, Dan Quinn got got on this level to be interviewed because of how successful Dallas has been the last uh, few years, on top of whatever he did with Atlanta. So, yeah, I, I would think that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, hopefully we'll find some information about that uh, out today. All right. Good job. Talk to you later. See ya. Ben Standing, everybody. Ryan Abraham covers USC football. He'll join us next to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Kevin Sheehan, show the Team 980 and the com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 